Hello and welcome to another instalment of the Y Football Podcast with me, Michael Dryden and Eches Adoku. Today, we'll be talking all about Mauricio Pochettino, his background, his time at Spurs, and we'll discuss whether he's the right man for PSG. Before we start, please follow us on Twitter at YFootball underscore and subscribe with us on all our platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast and YouTube. Eches, good morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Dryden. Um... Yeah, so on a quick side note, Fetty Wap just dropped an album after quite a long, quite a long hiatus. You know, he he yeah, he used to control the radio with Trap Queen, Come My Way, like he was, yeah, he was releasing yeah. Pure Pure Fire. That was like 2015. Yeah, he, he dropped an album yesterday, so I, I quite enjoyed listening to that. My flatmate, overall, is a five out of ten. I uh, thought I'd share that with the pods in case. Oh no, why? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So like. Basically, he came out of nowhere, he had one eye, and he absolutely smacked the radio. Like, the radio was getting smacked up. Uh, and then, you know, he kind of went away. Uh, he dropped the tape last year, it was okay. Dropped the album, it was all right. It, it wasn't too exciting. <laughs> um, so that's kind of how I'm feeling, because I'm still pondering over whether I should listen again, you know. But apart from that, not not much, mate. It's lockdown, um, here recording pod living room's quite cold so morale's a bit low <laughs> morale's a bit low but the topic today is very good so that's uh lifting my spirits how are you doing yeah not well if i was a football manager center forward my morale would be not abysmal but it'd be like you know when the arrow is just went a bit like kind of orange red, red yeah red yeah red's abysmal yeah orange yeah, that's yeah i was i was content but then you know uh i had a conversation with the manager he's not playing me so i went a bit down again so yeah not not doing too well no it's, it's locked down so I'm just, yeah, ambivalent at the minute, but it's, you know, hopefully it gets to springtime, you know, it starts to brighten up, the Euros will hopefully go ahead, uh, as with the Olympics, and I just love to watch England in the Euros. I know you're a big Nigeria fan, obviously they won't be in the Euros, but in the Olympics, in the under-23s, that'll be good fun, so I just hope these things go ahead, because life is just boring at the minute. Yeah, I remember eating a pad thai in Thailand, watching Nigeria <laughs> lose to... Uh... Germany in the last Olympics. How was how how, how was that part time? You know I was actually smashed as well. I can't remember what time it was. <laughs> I, 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 I literally couldn't even tell you what time it was. I was I remember I was waved walking past the bar, uh, eating a bad time, Nigeria on, and I remember just walking in on my own and just sitting down and watching it. The, fi- <laughs> the, the food I was eating wasn't even from that place. I just brought it in with me. So Eches, uh, kicking off this morning. Uh, so why Mauricio Pochettino at the topic today? Uh, personally, I think Pochettino has been one of the neutrals' favourites, especially in the Premier League, for a long, long time. I can't really say why. I think it's just his his aura, his personality. You know, Tottenham are always seen as the underdogs. As an Arsenal fan, I personally quite liked him. Mm. You know, he was an unknown quantity when he arrived at Southampton. Many people forget um, when he was uh, joined Southampton, Nigel Adkins was manager, and I believe Southampton were like 14th. They'd yeah. just come up, and I remember saying to my dad, oh, you know, you know, they shouldn't have done that. Like, he deserves more of a chance. But obviously, they were looking further forward, and they plucked Pochettino out, who had just left Espanyol. Yeah. And, you know, the rewards were fantastic. I think his commitment to young players were always admirable, and he always played an attractive brand of football. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, after he left Southampton, he joined Tottenham where he led them to the Champions League final, as we all know. But then when he left, it was kind of this assumption of, oh, yeah, you know, every top club 
been knocking on his door. You know, Man United were were linked for a long time as doubts of Ole lingered. But you know, the job never materialised. We watched Hansi Flick take over at Bayern. We've seen Pirlo take over at Juventus Mm -hmm. and before him, Sarri. Um, you know, Arsenal have hired Mikel Arteta. I, I doubt he would have joined, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the biggest jobs have kind of drifted by and you wondered where it would end up. I thought PSG was a really interesting fit. I don't think he was the best fit, which I'll go into later on, but I wanted to do a podcast as to whether he'll succeed there, the issues he'll kind of have there and um, what he'll bring to the table. Yeah, it's a romantic appointment because obviously he was a former player. Uh, but yeah, as you said, we'll go on to it. But the, whether he's a fit or not is, or a good fit is uh, questionable. Uh, but, you know, who can forget that team that he came through with at, at Tottenham? Like bringing through, obviously, like the likes of Danny Rose, Dyer, Dyer came in, uh, Carl Walker came through the ranks and this young team just exploded. And it was the old White Hart Lane as well that you know, I've been to once actually following Sunderland. And it's, you know, it wasn't the, <laughs> it wasn't the most like kind of, aesthetically pleasing ground but like as a football stadium it was brilliant and like it was almost as if when Tottenham were firing when Son was firing Kane Eriksson you know the whole team the ball was just sucked into the net it was like it was just incredible attacking football a uh, quick question for you Ryan did Sunderland actually win that game no we lost uh, Darren Bent missed a penalty against his old club uh, mm. so <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no surprises there. I thought um, before we discuss whether Poch would be a good fit, I think we needed to kind of give some context over PSG's owners. Everyone's aware they're very rich. Everyone's aware they're from uh, the yep. Middle East. But you know, originally PSG were owned by fans, with the exception in 1970. You know, changing hands on multiple occasions. Uh, then in 2011, they're bought out by Qatar Sports Investment or QSI, which yep. is a state-run company controlled by Tanim being Hamad uh, Althani, who is the ruler of Qatar. It, it's kind of an interesting factor because it means that PSG and Man City are the only clubs in world football owned yeah, by a yeah. state, like mm-hmm. an actual state, which is <laughs> yeah. in itself quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, we're aware that when QSI uh, took over, a wealth of talent came over the years, including Tiago Silva, Neymar, Mbappe, mm-hmm. Ibra, David Beckham, Di Maria, Buffon, Dani Alves, the list goes on and on. And I think one thing I wanted to highlight on this is this heavy influx of players has made PSG huge, very successful, you know, within their own league. But, you know, that Champions League has kind of eluded them. We've seen managers like Laurent Blanc, Carlo Ancelotti, Una Emery, Thomas Tuchel coming over the years, but they failed to deliver that golden PSG. They've yeah. spent over one billion on transfers since they've wow. come in. And as much as the, you know, it's a bottomless pit of money, as everyone says, they've had Champions League bans over their spending and their wage bill, and I believe that they want success now. That's something which I think you know these investors want. It's not something where they want to say, okay, there's a five-year plan. There is yeah, a five-year yeah. plan, but winning is now. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, people have talked about Pochettino going to United as being this person that can really build a football club, whereas they're not looking for a manager to perhaps come in and build him. Or maybe they are, but we don't know that. But you know, we, we get the impression that PSG don't want a manager to come in and build the youth and spend five years or a handful of years like they did at Tottenham bringing through these young players to then get some sustained success. The idea is that they actually they want to win Champions League probably the next couple of years, few years, because of the money they invested, the players they have at their disposal. Perhaps he can do it. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a pragmatist. Perhaps he can inspire the players. But um, PSG have only... Last season was the only uh, season they went beyond the quarterfinal stage, which is quite an interesting statistic, um, or at least since QIS um, took over. So, Eches, who exactly is Maurizio Pochettino? 
So his full name is uh, Mauricio Roberto Pacino Trasoro. Mm. Uh, yeah, I give myself ten out of ten for pronunciation. Yeah, nice. uh, he played for a, he played as a central defender beginning his professional career in 1989 at Newell's Old Boys, former club of everyone's favourite uh, Marcelo Bielsa. Mm-hmm. He actually he actually coached him there, and Pochettino refers to him as one of his uh, influences in coaching, yeah. uh, which we'll come on to in a bit later. There he won a league title and finished runners-up in the 1992 Copa Libertadores. 94, he then transferred to newly promoted Liga Club Espanyol, another co- a club he then went on to coach, helping them establish their top-flight status, and he won the Copa del Rey in 2000, their first trophy in mm-hmm. six years. In 2001, he actually joined PSG, um, where he won the defunct Intertoto Cup. He also had a spell at Bordeaux before returning to Espanyol, and he won another Copa del Rey in 2006. On the international scene, he played 20 times for Argentina and played in the 1999 Copa America and 2002 World Cup, which England fans will remember very well. Interestingly, Pochettino's first taste in coaching was at Espanyol, where he was assistant in the women's team before moving on to the senior mm-hmm. side. And that's you know, where his career took off, as we all know. Yeah, that's a really interesting fact, actually. You don't see that too often um, in world football, particularly someone... As revered as, as Pochettino starting uh, in the women's game, the Intertoto Cup was always a uh, it was always a bit annoying. Newcastle United used to always qualify for the UEFA Cup by winning that competition and like finishing like ninth. And I always found it just like who were they playing against? But yeah, no, I wasn't that bothered. Just a you know aggressive Southern fan with you know a little going on in his own club. Um, yeah, and you mentioned 2002 World Cup. Uh, yeah, Pochettino gave away the penalty uh, that Beck's. Uh, converted, brought down Michael Owen after a little jig from him. So, Etch, what will Pochettino bring to the role, do you believe? Yeah, I think there's a clear theme in Pochettino's time at Spurs and Southampton was his belief in youth players, as I mentioned earlier, and the ability to make them better. There was an incredible start in 2017 where 15 of England's last 30 debutants had played mm. under the manager. Now, I know loads of people be firing at me being like, that's not particularly impressive, but you know, each of those 15 players had key roles under Poch, improved under Poch, or made their debut yeah. whilst playing under the former Spurs boss. So to pick out a few names, Luke Shaw had his breakout season at fullback under Pochettino before um, moving on to Manchester United. I believe he's in PFA Team of the Year. It was, it was an astounding year for him. Adam Lallana, who's one used to be one of my favourite players in the league, flourished under him. Harry Kane, although he made his debut under Tim Sherwood, the forgotten man, he was also fantastic as well under Pochettino and yeah. grew and grew and grew, arguably to the player he is now, um, which is obviously brilliant. And Pochettino got the best out of Deli Alli. You know, towards the end of his time there, he was on a bit of a downward trajectory, but he was also fantastic with his goal-scoring record in his first two or three seasons at the club. And I think that belief in youth and the, and specifically the ability to make players better will apply yeah. at PSG. You know, they do, as as much as they do have some superstars there, they have some young players that can get even better. Uh, you look at Bakar, the young fullback that's playing, uh, even some of the centre-halves, they've got Tilo Kera, who's a young player there. Yeah. You've got even Mbappe, you know, he's one of the world's best players, but it's still only 21 or 20. Yeah. Um, so he can obviously improve under him. 
uh, not just that his Southampton size as well as his Spurs size and Espanyol teams relentless in defence. I think when he took over at Tottenham, that was one of the most noticeable things in particular was how aggressive they were in the press as well as playing an attractive brand of football, which yeah. neutrals and fans and opponents admired. I actually tuned into PSG's first game against Smithy the other day, and that press was very apparent in particular as the pitch. Mm. They seemed much more aggressive than they did under Tuchel, so hopefully that continues. Pochettino tends to alternate between a 4-2-3-1 and a 4-3-3 formations, uh, whilst defending in a 4-4-2 slash 4-1-4-1. His choice is often guided by subduing the strengths of his teams that he was facing and also taking advantage of any potential weaknesses. So he's got that pragmatic approach about him. He tends to also combat teams that play three at the back, playing three at the back himself, which he used to do at Tottenham on occasion. I think one of the other brilliant skills or things about Pochettino is his band management, you know, which is seen as vital and holding together what seemed from the outside a very tight Tottenham group uh, who exceeded expectation. Many of the players there that we now love when they were signed weren't as good. Players like Moussa Dembele's profile improved, even though he was a good player. Juan Minson's profile improved massively, even though he's a good yeah. player. Deli Ali, Harry Kane, the fullbacks, Carl Walker, uh, even people like Ben Davies. You think of all of those players that they kind of have. Uh, Danny Rose for a period of time when he was linked to Manchester United. All of these guys before Pochettino were good Premier League standard players, but their profiles boomed by uh, his management. Pochettino actually said about his management skills, on the pitch, it's less important. He told Sky Sports News, he actually said, I think the most important thing is outside of the pitch, the man management. Football is changing. It's moving forward. Today, the kids are different 20 years ago. I need to understand that. Yeah, and, and I think that gives a lot of insight into how he kind of deals with that and how he deals with different characters. And clearly from his time at previous clubs, it's reaped rewards. Mm, definitely. Yeah, Southampton have a recent history of developing youth or just a general history of developing youth. So it's no surprise to see them bring in a manager of his mould, but obviously buck the trend at Spurs. I mentioned before, uh, they had Harry Redknapp, they had managers like Tim Sherwood, Juan de Ramos, who hadn't really worked out over the years. Um, and he managed to progress the club into a Champions League outfit. Obviously, they reached the Champions League final, but they were consistently in the top four, whereas prior to that, they were kind of kind of noisy outside of there. They were kind of like the Aston, the old Aston Villa-Everton mould where they were kind of fighting for that top four kind of slash like Europa League with the cup spots and it wasn't really seemingly working out on a consistent basis. So I think it's really exciting to see him at PSG. Um, he's a massive pragmatist. It's no surprise to see the Bielsa links given the way he is as a coach um, and I hope he succeeds. So just moving on to PSG, what issues... Do you think he faces at the club? I mean, the big one, number one on the list is demanding owners. So at Spurs, yep. Pochettino built them into Champions League regulars. He threatens to win the title on two occasions, which nearly caused me to leave the country. <laughs> um, and, you know, they got to the Champions League final, which is obviously brilliant. Um, but, you know, these guys want success very quickly. I don't know how long his contract is, but he would have to, I would assume, get to the semifinals yep. with, the first two seasons and I would say win the treble domestically to stay in the job. I would say they would probably consider sacking him after two years without winning it because bigger managers, the bigger profiles have failed before him and have been shown the door uh, for maybe a bit more or a bit less. 
um, you know, the, the, the immense pressure to deliver is huge. We mentioned that they have young players in the squad, but, you know, a lot of them as well are getting older. Neymar is 29 in February, I mm, believe. Yeah. Uh, we've got players in that squad like Verratti, uh, Idris Gay, uh, Di Maria. Um, you know, they've just got rid of uh, Tiago Silva, but they've got some aging players. I wouldn't say they're over the hill, but players in their prime. So, you know, they're kind of for the now to really win. Uh, so I think that's the pressure he has yeah. to he has to uh, try and get past. I mean, the next one is getting players on board. So Thomas Tuchel was said to be the best coach for the PSG players since Ancelotti. Ancelotti was there a long, long time ago now. Um, and I think Tuchel has generally done very well in motivating his squads wherever he's been. The players spoke of him very highly at Dortmund. Some saying he is better than Klopp. If you apply that mm. to PSG, it was the same sort of thing where players really, really like working under him after a difficult time under Unai Emery. So when that kind of happens and, you know, the players like a coach, it can sometimes be a bit tricky to, you know, really get your ideas across. Um, you know, at Tottenham and at Espanyol and Southampton, Pochettino has dealt with very few, I would say, global international stars. Within the PSG dressing room, you know, he's got five or six or seven strong personality yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. will be difficult to navigate. You know, Pochettino said himself, you want players that you can coach that let you coach them. Players that are always available to give their best, players whose purity is football. That is the most important. I think the first one in particular may not be as easy as Tottenham, uh, Espanyol and Southampton at PSG. I'm thinking more on people maybe like, Neymar or some of the older players that are such established stars may not be as giving to some of his requests from coaching and it'll be interesting to see how he tackles that. I mean, Neymar could actually be very easy to coach, I don't know, but it's a a different profile of player, I would say, to the players he's coached before, whereas Tottenham, they tended to be younger, less established, but, you know, equally very talented, but very different to your Marquinhos's, uh, your Neymar's again, to your Verratti's, to your Paredes. Uh, you know, uh, Florenzi, these are guys who have been around uh, various clubs for a, a few years at least. I think another one which people don't really realise uh, is they need to sort out issues with their youth talent leaving. Uh, over the years, PSG, as good as their first team has been, has let some extremely talented youth players leave for nothing or for very little. Um, you've got Guendouzi on here, who's at Hertha uh, Berlin on loan. Kingsley Coleman, obviously, is doing well. Moussa Dembele, who's been linked to Atletico Madrid. Adrian yeah. Rabiot at Juventus now. Christopher Nkunku, who's done so well at uh, RB Leipzig. Uh, Yassin mm. Adli and Usain Adad of uh, Celtic. They've all left in search of first-team football, but you, know, you could pick up a few names in that list who could definitely make a difference to the PSG squad. Yeah. One or two of them could be pushing for an actual star, and then you wonder if all of these guys are the academy did it really make sense to start spending 30 40 50 million pounds when you could have just backed that youth and given them uh, opportunities i think another important one arguably the biggest is tying down neymar and kylian mbappe both of them have a year left this summer neymar's a bit trickier because he's 29 obviously a very very talented player um, but it's a tricky contract, that one, because it's normally yeah, the player who lasts. Um, someone like Neymar is so good, he, he probably may have another one after that, but whether that be at PSG or not, who knows. Kylian Mbappe is the priority. You know, mm-hmm. he's got the world at his feet, arguably one of the top five players in the world. Now, so much raw talent, so much speed, so much ability. I think he would be 
the key for them, but both of them running down is a bit of a worry. Both of them probably want to be paid top dog at the club, I would assume. Mm. Yep. It's quite a tricky one to balance. On the pitch, they seem great together. They seem to work very well. But that status for the top dog at the club uh, is a bit of a tricky one. I'm, I'm interested to see how that kind of pans out. Barca and Real have been linked to both. Real for Mbappe, Barca for Neymar. Um, so it'd be interesting to see whether Pochettino can help sort that out because at the moment it, it hasn't been sorted. And I think the and last point, which is a really interesting one, is PSG haven't actually won a second leg in the Champions League for seven years. It's actually much longer mm. than seven years, but I hate those stats where, you know, when it's like oh, Arsenal haven't won away to Warsaw for 55 years and they've, only, <laughs> and they've only played them once. It's like, well, obviously that's why. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. But in the last seven years, they've been in the Champions League regularly. They haven't won a second leg game in the Champions League. Um, hence why last year really suited them with the two legs of football. But I think Pochettino needs to tackle that in order to um, progress in this year's tournament. Yeah, I think we're almost, this is a bit of a bold claim, but we're kind of creeping out of the, oh, we are creeping out of the kind of the, the Messi-Ronaldo era, if we like to call it that. Hearing Neymar's 29 makes me feel a bit older and is is mad really to think because we all remember him at Santos coming through. But yeah. he's, you know, he's, he's not too much younger than, you know, Messi-Ronaldo to an extent. And we're looking toward that new era of superstars. So Mbappe would lead that line. He's potentially a future Ballon d'Or winner. Even people like uh, Felix at um, Atletico Madrid. These are the new crop of talent that's coming through. And your point on Pochettino um, and his interview at Sky Sports, for example, I, I saw the same interview and it crept up on Twitter quite a bit because he made a comparison between uh, Deli Ali and Ronaldinho Maradona. And he wasn't making that comparison in, in terms of playing ability. He wasn't saying... Deli Ali is con- comparable to Ronaldinho because on the pitch they're very similar because they're not, as we all know, because Ronaldinho and Maradona are, ex- were exceptionally uh, well gifted in dribbling, technical ability. Ali is a very different player. But where he's making the comparison is in terms of personality. So he was saying that Ronaldinho and Maradona have infectious personalities. Deli Ali has an infectious personality. Someone who's around the training pitch can inspire young players, can really galvanize the team. And he was, that comparison I thought was quite interesting. And then we, when it was came on to the conversation about PSG, people were talking about, well, is that why he's been brought in? Because he can perhaps galvanise a PSG team that's full of superstars. And we think about, and your point on Neymar earlier, about whether he's easy to coach or not. We make assumptions based on you know our snippets we see these players and even managers as well in the media. And we make these assumptions based on, you know, their, based on their personalities, based on these little snippets of time we see them on the pitch or little clips we get of them in press conferences. And we don't know them as people. And, you know, Neymar could have a really infectious personality. And he is a superstar. Perhaps Pochettino is the man to really bring that out and actually use it to PSG's advantage, where in the past people have assumed that it's a disadvantage having a superstar like Neymar. Um, we've heard the stories about his dad and the partying, but, you know, I think it's a really key point. I think. I really, really, really want Pochettino to do well there. And I think perhaps as a pragmatist that he is, he can. You know, I think you make a really good point about Neymar. I, I think it's one of those where someone so technically gifted that seems to have such a free role because of his ability. I mean, Jack Grealish has a relatively free role at Villa. The difference yeah. is that when you're those types of players, you often believe they, they can't be, they're more difficult to coach because of the free nature of their roles within their sides. Yeah. When actually... 
a good example of Jack Grealish, especially when it came to the England side, when you actually task them with something more rigid, they can easily do it. It's just that maybe they've never been tasked to do it before. I know that Neymar worked very well within a Barca setup that wasn't as free roaming because of the likes of Messi and Suarez being in the team and he was great there. It's more of a case of whether Pochettino can get that out of him now. There's no reason why he wouldn't be able to. I, I think his man yeah. management is, is brilliant. I think I personally think the PSG players are really warm to him. Um, the, the, he is immensely talented. And when we talk about whether he'll succeed, I think the reservations from top sides was his wins, as, his lack of wins as a coach, which is unfair. I think if you analyse his time at Tottenham, I said when he was there, he was the best manager in the league for the money that he had, the players that he then turned into superstars. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're looking at 18 million for Han Min Son, uh, mm-hmm. minimal amounts of money for Carl Walker. Uh, people like Ben Davis, Kieran Trippier, these are guys all signed for around, I think, under fifteen million pounds. Yeah, uh, we're looking at up top. There've been some not so good players as well. Obviously, Harry came from the academy. Delhi Ali for five million. The amount of money that these guys have made off these players in terms of making them better has been brilliant. Uh, I, I do think as well, or may have met, left a sour taste in potential suitors with his end to Tottenham. You know, he had collected 25 points from the last 24 games, which is mad. Mm. I think mm. he was in a very strong position when he started that bad run. So it wasn't very noticeable because it was towards the end of the season. But then when it carried over into next year, it became more apparent. That was also mixed in with the fantastic nights of the Champions League, the Ajax uh, away victory, or second yeah. leg victory, sorry, and the Man City game where they won as well. And obviously the Champions League final um but that was pretty poor uh you know i think my only worry at psg is whether he'll get enough time because i do think it it really is now i think they're not too far away from a rebuild in certain areas where some of their players will be a bit over the hill um they do have some great young players coming through but I'm just worried that he may not get the time he really needs there. Can he win the Champions League this year? Yes, I actually think he can do. I think PSG have the squad to. It's just there are some very good sides in Europe. You know, Liverpool, um, yeah. you know, Munich, got the champions, Atletico Madrid. Whether he can navigate that so soon, I'm not so sure. Um, PSG have a lot of injuries at the moment. Whether this summer, depending on who his targets are, because, you know, again, a big problem with Pochino Spurs was... He wasn't allowed to spend the money he was allowed to spend. Um, Pochettino, sorry, Jose Mourinho has been allowed to spend a bit more than I think Pochettino was allowed in the final year. So it'd be interesting to see with the so-called blank checkbook what he'd be yeah. allowed to spend on PSG and who for. There was a big emphasis at his previous clubs on youth. Will it be more of a win-now mentality at uh, PSG? I'd be quite interested to see who they bring in. Yeah, it's a very good point on the checkbook because it's the first time we've seen him perhaps with <laughs> a checkbook under his belt uh, rather than having to kind of build from the youth, build from kind of, well, not scraps, but, you know, <laughs> not having that kind of war chest to spend. Yeah, I think my final verdict was I think he will do well. I think he'll obviously win the league and probably the domestic trouble, which isn't that easy. I think he can deliver a Champions League. Whether he can deliver it in two years, mm. it's just it's Russian roulette because the Champions League is so hard to predict. But I'm putting my hat on Pochettino to really try and establish himself on the scene as a world-class manager, which I think he is. I just think he needs the right team and the right support around him. I think there are clubs with better profiles that he could have gone to, but I think he has the ability to succeed at PSG, and I think we'll see that in the next few years. Great, Eches. So, 
that's all from us uh, this week, guys. Thank you very much, uh, just for the insight on Mauricio Pochettino. Um, we all want him to do well at uh, PSG. I think the whole Premier League is rooting for him, even the Arsenal fans. But yeah, thank you guys, um, and we'll see you next week. Cheers, guys.